Uh, it's time for the podcast. And you know what that means. A glass of vino, your favorite local beer, or of course, your favorite non-alcoholic bevy consumed ethically. So go on, indulge us. That's right. Leave us a review, share it with your mates, or sign up and just enjoy the no dickhead policy. Sparky Coach, energizing your business to say the least. Excuse me, sir. Is this El Clinico Magnifico? Ah, you saw our bus ad. Okay. No, I think we should probably go tropical with this thing. Uh-huh. Like sand from wall to wall. I know a great sand guy would get at a price. Yeah. Yo, yo, it's the Miggity 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 Mac Daddy Crowy coming to you live and in person through the ether. Uh, and I come to you live uh, wherever you are, whether you're driving, riding, skateboarding. Whatever you're doing, just give yourself a little shout out, give yourself a little nod, give yourself a little, I'm on the right track, give yourself a little shakety shake and just be like, you're in it to win it, baby. I am in it to win it, baby. All right, uh, I'm going to talk today about um, growing pains. I'm not sure if that was a 90s sitcom, but it doesn't it just feel like it. It feels like Family Matters. Remember Urkel from Family Matters? Does anyone remember Full House? with John Stamos, the sexiest man alive, am I right? John Stamos, what a guy. Uh, I always thought it was Stamos, but uh, it's apparently Stamos. Um, Anyway, Growing Paints, is it a TV show? Who cares? We're talking about growing pains when you're growing a business and sort of that common problem you can expect um, just throughout throughout the journey. We'll get to a a bunch of the journeys today, but um, just talking about what to look out for and you know certain times of your business that the pants don't fit anymore you're like that awkward teenager that's wearing those three-quarter pants because you haven't realized you grew 200 mil overnight if you ever woken uh, your child up or dressed your child and be like oh my gosh these pants used to fit and they don't fit now these are like three-quarter chinos or these are super tights um or if you've ever been to italy and just had a heaps of gelato the chocolate gelato over there is insane shout out to frankie's in in byron they do the sickest chocolate ice cream like my goodness get in there um anyway uh growing pain so generally speaking you just doing a good job is enough to grow a business just just getting back to people uh and you know first start you're so good at getting back to people and nothing's a problem so so it's like when you first start and you got and you've got nothing if you get fresh face um starting a business and you got nothing on the horizon for tomorrow or the next day and someone's like when can you do this and you're like i can do it tomorrow uh you're super keen super frothing and just just like chomping on the bit to get moving you haven't quite figured out your prices yet and you're quite insecure to price more than likely and you're saying oh okay, that's 200 bucks and that's a thousand bucks and and i guess that's where we really help businesses set their um set and get their foundational pricing structure sorted and it's one thing um I see this in the calculators we build all the time. One's called the Beast Tomato. I just think it's the sickest calculator. But but you see it in the calculators all the time. It's like when you see your figures in the calculator and you see what you need to charge and make no mistake, there, there's a range. Like there's no right for every single company, but there's a predictable range that, that you'll sort of land in. And that's going to be in that 95 to 115 for an eight-hour rate tradie. And that's going to be in the 60 to $70 or 55 to $70 range for the printer. So around that 165 to 185 team rate. And if you're running more tradie-heavy 
it can dramatically affect that. But we're not here to talk about that right now. We're here to talk about growing pains. And it's like, you know, when you first start a business and you're just like, nothing's a problem and every client's awesome and every time your phone rings, it's ordained and distributed directly by the trade gods and you're like, oh, my gosh, how good are the trade gods? And and you're just absolutely um, high on life. And um, what's going to happen is like, and you see this all the time, you see people grow the business because they're good at their job. And not only are they good at their job, but they care because it's their business and they're getting back and their quotes are on time and the quotes are organized and, and it's neat and tidy and the job's getting done awesome every single time because they're on the tools. And, and what happens when someone, what happens when you eat food at a good restaurant? What happens when you drink a good coffee somewhere? What happens when you go to a town and you're like, you got to try the lobster, man, the lobster. It's amazing. Um, when people are doing a good job in any industry, more than likely you tell someone. And when someone comes past and sees a good job, maybe the shirt you're wearing is amazing. Uh, and someone's like, where'd you get that shirt from? And you're like, oh, I got it from this place. So it's like when people see a good product or when people um, – people have a good experience with a good product, chances are they they tell people, oh, that was awesome. I saw that work they did. That was really good. How did they get that cable down there? And you're like, oh, it's, you know, it's 90% the tongue and 100% me, baby. Yeah. What about those days you have where um, we're just throwing the, the tongue around and uh, not your actual tongue? Uh, that's super weird. But if you're throwing the yellow tongue around um, and it's just popping out, you know those times you just throw it on a whim and it just pops out the hole and you're like, yeah, baby. What about when you see someone um, using a tongue and you're like, let it go, give it to me. I can do it. I can do it. You suck. I'm a big believer you've got to have a, a floppy tongue and a bit of a hard tongue and there's no innuendo there. I'm just, I'm just kind of throwing it out there. Like I'm a big believer you've got to have both in your repertoire, right? In in the bazooka, as you would say, in the top top. But growing the business, your chances are awesome at your job. Chances are you're awesome at your job and you sort of um you see it all the time. And 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 I'm gonna reference a couple of things here. I'm gonna first talk about cost plus jobs. And I know what you're thinking, oh you could solve this on a price book. And I want to tell you to shut up because not everything is applicable on a, sorry, I sounded so mean. Uh, I just want to tell you to shut your face. Um, I'm a massive believer that not everything can be done on a price book, not everything can be done on cost plus, and not everything can be done on cost estimation, but you've got to dabble across the three. If you think you can only roll one way, um, chances are you'd be pretty shocked moving into the future, uh, or, or you're at a certain stage or size of business where you think, that, that, and I just want to encourage you, like, you've got to be, if you're making money and you're moving product and, and there's benefits to cost plus work, we've got a really good podcast on the benefits of cost plus work. And, and there's some downsides to it, of course, too. But let's just say you're on, you're on cost plus and you've got a decent size renovation and the builder or owner is paying you happily and you've got some staff members under you. Now, you're the boss, you're the big dog, you're the big woofity woof man or woman and chances are you're awesome and everything's happened really efficiently because you book something in for the next three days and, and you're going on and you're delegating and everything's neat, everything's tidy, nothing's forgotten and the work's happening at a high speed and that's what you find when people are building their businesses and they're still on the tools more than likely you're awesome and just take a moment to lock eyes with yourself in the mirror or give yourself a little head nod and be like you know who's awesome me you know who's great at their job me and that's probably why you started the business because you're you're great at your job you're a great sparky and um and that's whatever it's fair enough here you are and um Let's continue on. But um, but what's going to happen is you are awesome 
and you are quick. And now if you if the client has had an experience of you before, there'll be a level of expectation of speed or a level of acclimatization to not just speed and, and how long something takes, but also to um to, to energy levels, to, to how you, how you talk, to how you communicate, to if something's different, to to like if you if you're flagging something before it becomes an issue to everything being in the right spot they're acclimatized to excellence because chances are hopefully you are excellent and and what can happen if you're if your clients had experience of you and all of a sudden you know um the classic case of growing the business betty tells susie tells jimmy tells dave and dave's like you've got to use these guys they're awesome and and dave starts using you on this large job and you're like i need to hire so you hire a couple of people and you're a bit disorganized so you chuck anyone in the mix and and someone's in the mix and you probably start sending people to jobs you shouldn't send them to because you have no choice because you're really busy and you promised Dave you'd be there tomorrow. So Dave gets, um, let's just speak on Brett. Uh, let's just call him Brett Cameron. That's one of my best mates, actually childhood besties, but let's just call him Brett. Um, and then let's just say that Brett's not you and Brett start running the job. Brett starts doing the job. And if the client's used to your level of experience and it's not just, if it's cost plus it's, it's kind of cooked because they're expecting something to take so long and and they've seen you do it and they know how long things take now they're watching brett do it they're like this guy kind of sucks so if you're not careful you can throw yourself you can throw yourself under the bus you know you're awesome and brett's okay this is why it's so important to hire good and quality people and this is why it's so important if if you've like if you're growing the business, I'm a big believer you've got to wean yourself off these jobs. The best way to handle uh, having someone like, say, Brett on board is to you start the first day. If it's a five-day job, you start the first day with Brett. You give them expectations about Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You lay those expectations out to the client. The client's like, cool, that's all good. Or And that's a cost plus example. And you make sure that Brett knows the scope and not the scope. Or if it's if it's quoted, now here's the danger with quoted stuff. If you've built your business um, off quoting, chances are your price and your expectation level and your experience has been that this is a five-day job. But if you're not careful, um, Brett's going to do it in seven days, in eight days, because he's not you or, or the tradie. Uh, the female trade you got there, she's not you. People aren't you. And it's okay not to be you because you are the only you. And and it's like, so you've got to change your price book or change your pre-build or change your expectation level or change your cost estimation or change your quotation. And you've got to start to adapt to other people's ability. And you've all heard the, uh, the rule like, or, you know, people can do it to 80% of the level you can do it. And this is where the process guides the people. So a growing pain can be the job's not getting done as quick as what it is for you. Um, the job's not getting done profitably now. And if you were just scraping by at 100% repetitively, like it's, okay, think about this. And I'll just pick the 100 bucks an hour. Of 100 bucks an hour, if, if that's what, um, if that, let's say charging 100 because it's very easy math, and your wage is $45 an hour. So 45 plus super is 50, your cost of operations is 30, and business profit is 20. That's basically the percentages you'll be working off, 50, 30, 20. Now, when you're on the tools, you're keeping the wage component of that 50, 45 plus super, you're losing the cost of operations, the 30, and you're keeping the 20, the business profit, and you're getting some, usually about 10 bucks an hour on material. So you're keeping the 50 wage, 
the 20 business profit and the 10 materials. So if you're on the tools, that's 50 plus 20 plus 10 is $80 an hour essentially you're making. Now, if you're paying Brett to do that, you're losing Brett's 45 plus super 50. You're losing Brett's 30 cost operations and you're making 20 plus the 10 off materials, you're making 30. So what you can do if you're not careful, if you're on the tools and you're working hard, you can really mask or you can really cover up accidentally, of course. Um, and then this, this is why you see people step back from the tools, they step back too early because you've got to think if you're making you know, $30 an hour on, on other people and, and it's 80 off you, then that's almost three people to replace you. So that's the sort of math you're looking at. And if you're not careful and you get, I spoke to someone yesterday and they got like two star, two tradies and apprentice and they go, I'm off the tools now. And it's like, that's cooked numbers wise. Like you, you can't do that. I already can tell you that there's no money in the company and I can already tell you you're going backwards. And this is why you're going to sit at the pub as a disgruntled 43 year old going like, oh, I tried that before. There's no money. And yeah, we had staff and it sucked. It sucked. Um, just to, just to call it out, it sucked because, um, you're probably a really, really, really good Sparky and you're probably um, not a great business owner or operator. And, and that's okay, but you need education around the space and knowledge is confidence and confidence is everything. And if you're not careful, growing pains can actually uh, be a death sentence. It can actually be a means to an end. And all of a sudden, like, and let's just take these numbers as like, the numbers you can move when you're 100% efficient are amazing. And when I say 100% efficient, I mean you're getting the billable hours in your, like you're getting 40 hours, you're paying your staff 40 hours a week and you're charging out 40 hours a week. The numbers you can move um, when you're efficient are amazing. The numbers you can move when you're inefficient are, are terrible. Like, like might as well, you'd be better off working on wages for someone. And then the numbers you can mask when you're on the tool still are also crazy. So I just want to highlight to everyone, as you grow the business, you're going to encounter um, ceilings like at every at a lot of levels. The first ceiling you encounter is going to be um, you need to hire a tradie because you've hit a ceiling of hours and you're not getting back to people. And if you heard the podcast um I did on, on the problem with busy, you'll know that um, busy should be an indicator that we might need to hire. Busy might be an indicator that, uh, hey, we need to hire an admin or a field staff member because we can't keep up with the demand that's getting thrown at us, with the demand that's coming at us. And that's how you have to see busy. But the problem with growing, or the, or the sorry, the ceilings you hit are first a, a field staff member, apprentice or, or tradie. Second, you're going to hit probably field staff again. Then you're going to want to hand, um, hand some stuff over to administration person. And, and it's gonna ebb and flow based upon, um, I've got a really cool calculator that predicts how many field hours, uh, you know, how many admin hours you should have for how many field hours. And I know that changes depending on if you're in the, heavy on the service and maintenance or, or heavy on the project, it does change. But, um, but a lot of the project stuff, while it might not have the day-to-day -day admin for an administration assistant, it's usually got, an administration level for the uh, business owner or project manager that's quoting it because the quote takes two to four weeks to do and there's lots of variations and lots of sort of management on site to sort of get the transition between office and, and everything, make no mistake, everything you're doing is, is like is is has to have a very clean office to site transition. And this is why we're big believers in the one team, one dream because it's like, Basically, the site people can't do their job without the office people. 
and the office people can't do their job without the site people. So anytime you see a big disconnect between this between the admin people and the site, oh man, like Susie keeps calling me for my hours. I can't believe it. Or Susie's like, Jaden didn't put his hours in again. Like that guy's a dickhead. And it's like, okay, sweet. Let's bring them all in for a staff meeting. Let, let's involve everyone in the staff meeting. Let's have the one team, one dream philosophy where we're all in this together. Um, you know, if, it, if the phone's not answered, the job's not booked in and the job's not quoted, there's nothing to do. But if there's if there's no on-site work to do, there's no job for the admin people. So there's no one working. So it's like the two need to um, com- the two should complement each other. It's it's the we're all in this together. And without you, there's no me. And without me, there's no you. So I really want to encourage everyone bring bring your teams together. And if there's any animosity or like disunity between the two then ask yourself why. And sometimes, you know, as a site person, it's so easy to critique. I mean, like flashback to when you were a, um, and I guess this is Growing Pains 101, like when you were a third year apprentice and you thought you were God's gift to the electrical world, what did you think about your boss? You probably thought that they were making heaps of money and that they were, um, they were, what, I don't even do anything. I do everything. They don't even do anything. <laughs> it's like kind of, and you look back as the boss and you're like, wow, that was so naive. That was so immature. That was so disrespectful. That was, uh, that was like really, really dumb thinking of me to, to sort of think like that. And that's why I was a big believer that you've got to let your staff into what you're going through. You've got to let your staff into what you do. And you want to share um, so much, but not too much and too much, but not so much. You know, would you tell them you're going surfing today at midday? Maybe some people you would, maybe you wouldn't. So you don't, you know, you don't want to overshare, but you also want, you don't want to be underappreciated and you don't want people just creating that division between the site and the field. So so in, in your growing pains, you're going to encounter um, essentially what you're going to encounter. And if, if you've found or got an excellent staff member, you would know how rare they are. Like I'm talking an excellent staff member who's just ripping and tearing through ruffians, who's at a high level of motivation, who's, who's you know, more more great than good like that kind of you've got to hold on to those people they are worth their weight in gold and if like most you know think about a star think about a team of 13 you can probably have um three superstars five or six good to great people and five or six um i don't even know how many math that is <laughs> so, so, but yeah, 13 and five or six um you know average to good people and i guess your job as a business owner is to make average good good great and great excellent and how you do that and how you grow your business and grow your business well is with um systems and processes and when i say a system and process um it's like roughing checklists and fit off checklists and non-negotiables for the week so i'll I'll get my billable hours in every single week i'll get my invoices every single week i'll get my variations every single week i'm not going to walk past any conversations this week i'm going to um make sure that i chase up five to ten leads this week i'm going to get back to everyone this week i'm going to get my quotes back this week it's about having a set of standards that you live by and and a standards that's like you need to have standards and you need to have non-negotiables. You need to know to have standards, you need to know what you stand for. And uh, and what do you stand for as a business owner? And a system and process can basically be almost like the manifestation of you in a document. Hey, this is what I expect. This is how I expect every job to finish and, and be treated. This is how I expect the variation pathway. Hey, this is how I expect um, the rough end to be completed. Here's your checklist. Here's how I expect the fit off to be completed. Here's your checklist. A, a process will like 
you, it's getting everything out of your head into a document and you can build some fantastic documents on some fantastic platforms. So that's how you grow and grow well. And you grow, let math guide your decisions, let the numbers guide your decisions, let the process guide the people. And like we all know, you want to be good with people, you want to be good with numbers and you're going to be good with process. If you can handle those three things and those three things well, you will do some great things in business. So I want to encourage you as you grow your business, um, it gets lonely, it gets scary, it gets um, oh, like it gets hard. Let's, let's face it, it gets real difficult at times. And I guess that's what we're trying to provide at Sparky Coach is a community of like-minded people um, in a safe place with no dickheads. We, we, our, our almost mantra is to provide direction and accountability. So direction in terms of, hey, here's where you're at, here's where you could be, do these steps. And accountability, in other words, like, hey, why is that not done? And that's what you need. You need direction, you need accountability, and we're big believers that you can do that in a group and one-on-one -on -one session, um, like, like either or, depending on what stage of business you're at. So we're kind of flexible to suit both. So I'd encourage you to please reach out if you need any help or need a hand navigating, especially the numbers side of things. Um, I love the numbers side of things. I'd love to see your numbers. That's not weird. Uh, sounds a bit weird, but I'd love to see your numbers and, um, yeah, hopefully you're doing some good things. So I encourage you to just be in the growth. Um, don't neglect process in the growth. Don't neglect numbers and in the growth, don't neglect people. Make sure you're getting back to people and make sure you've got those foundations, that foundational stuff that got your business flowing in the first place, getting back to people, quotes on time, honest communication, weekly invoices, get back to that point and you'll do some awesome things. So thanks for hanging out and we'll see you soon.